And a big good afternoon to you. Barbara Nicole Jacinta in the studio at eight minutes past four for big live conversation right with you right through until six o'clock tonight. Quick check of your weather, 18.2 to be precise, degrees outside at the moment. No rain, but a little bit cloudy and you'll see that if you look up into the sky, I think. And a big thank you to Tiny Tim for his music program. We've got heaps of music continuing on for the afternoon for you. So, Stay with us, plus what I'm calling an extravaganza, an entertainment, in fact, extravaganza today in terms of our guests. And we'll talk about them in a moment. But, lovelies, how are you? We've got decorations everywhere in this studio. No, it's, it's like Glitz and it's the C word again. It is, it is the C word. <laughs> how do you guys and feel about it? I feel it's a bit early it still. Is. I think it's it, way it's too December early. December is decoration day, yes. in I think, my view. Yes, first of December, first of December I agree. traditionally. I there think. are rules to be observed around oh, this I tradition, I believe. Yes. Um, I don't want to be bar humbug, but it's, it's no, a I think it's okay to be bar humbug at this particular... It's twenty. It's the 20th of November, and yeah. we all need a little bit of time bit of to breath. get ourselves into the groove. So, you know, if, you, if you've got a date, a future date that you know, okay, by the 1st of December, I'm going to have to get myself there. Emotionally, physically, whatever it is, financially, all yeah, of those things. Of but above. no, springing this thing on us... Way before time, I say it's not okay. (laughs) I thought you'd been in here, Jacinta, and put all of these decorations. I was thinking (laughs) Christmas elf came early. Well, I don't often see the decorations inside the studio, so um, it is nice that someone's been very thoughtful. Thank you for that. Yes, okay, so now we've got to be grateful. Okay. A bit premature. Is that what gets up my nose? Yeah, no, no, yeah, what gets up my nose? People being too early with the Christmas. Also, what gets... cross buns. Yes, but what gets up my nose also is when people leave the Christmas decorations up till March. That's I right. Mean, that's what see, that's what I tend to do. I'm like, oh, my God, now I have to dust them and it's March. What am I doing? Just take the things down. Um, but, look, we should be grateful. Lovely. And I, I guess we're all looking forward in a way, to the end of the year, like we always do. Because I know I feel totally exhausted and I'm like a marathon runner, yes. right, just mm. limping to the finish line <laughs> with my arms flailing everywhere and um, dropping on the ground. That's the way I feel. Yeah, yeah seriously. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm sure a lot of us do feel that way because mm. it's, you know, it's a big, long year and we all have lots to do. But hopefully over this festive season, everyone can have a nice little break. Yes. For a little bit. I Um, think it would be well worth and very worthy. Yeah, it will be. Now, what also is very worthy is to talk about our two guests for today, ladies. Mm. And I am going to go there right now because I want everyone to listen to these (laughs) chats that we are having. And it it does come at a really good time uh, because it is entertaining season as well. And it's often a time where we can get out and about and see some things. And particularly for families, it's a great opportunity. So, we are going to be speaking to, first of all, let me see, on the, at at about 4.30 today, in fact, uh, ladies, we are going to be speaking to... Mm, let Moore, me see. The producer of A Celtic Christmas. Yes, we are. I've oh, got the wrong piece of paper, sorry. I'm just not organised. <laughs> see, I told you I was just losing it completely. Um, yes, Kaylee Moore. Kaylee, sorry. Yeah, Kaylee Moore, who is the producer of um, A Celtic or Celtic? Celtic? Celtic. I say Celtic. I say Celtic. You say Celtic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Christmas. Now, this is amazing. Uh, it is. Um, 
got an amazing cast, uh, and Kaylee will tell us all about it. But the show's all about bringing that heartwarming spirit of an Irish Christmas, and only the Irish can do Christmas <laughs> like the Irish, right? Uh, it's a feel-good extravaganza, extravaganza uh, filled with laughter, Christmas cheer. There'll be lots of Christmas cheer, I would imagine, and the pure joy of the festive season. So Kaylee is going to join us to tell us all about it. And the show itself has received rave reviews across Australia, New Zealand and the UK in 2022. It's touring across South Australia right now and Victoria through November and December. And I've got a whole list of dates here. They just printed out like so many dates. So lots of opportunities to go and see a Celtic Christmas. Um, sounds absolutely wonderful. Right. If that's not enough... <laughs> we've got more. more. I was just going to say, at least they're closer to the December date with their 29th um, of November performance, which is happening very soon. They, so. they really are. They're currently in oh, 20th of – do you know what? I've just opened this up. They are currently in Mount Gambia today. Mount Gambia is very near the town I was born, Castatonia. Oh, yes. <laughs> Castatonia. And being a proud Castatonian. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> half an hour beach. from the border. Yeah. Used to go to the big smoke in Mount Gambia for shopping <laughs> because there's nothing <laughs> in Castaton. But, um, yeah, lovely. So it's a beautiful part of the world as well. So next up keeping the entertainment extravaganza going, we are going to be speaking to someone from the National Institute of Circus Arts, nonetheless, Griffin Hooper. Um, so he's going to tell us all about himself and his work, but really importantly, he's representing NICA, which is the National Institute of Circus Arts, and it is an incredible institute. It's Australia's Centre of Excellence for Training in Contemporary Circus Arts, and I think it's wonderful that we have such an institution. NICA is a member of the Arts 8 organisation. It's one of Australia's unique circus education and training centres. Now, the graduates of NICA have gone on to pursue exciting careers locally, internationally, and obviously keep contributing to the development of Melbourne's vibrant circus arts industry. So we're so happy to be speaking with them. We have spoken with them before, but um, there's a, a, a new production with its graduates. So this is showcasing its graduates. It's called Honor off and uh, their third year students will be uh, featuring their extraordinary talents and Griffin will be here to tell us a little bit more and oh, that one's coming exciting. up after five o'clock this afternoon. Yes we'd love having them uh, speak to us about all their wonderful performances and as they finish their year they have these pieces that they've been working towards yeah. and um, wonderful that the public can come along and see them in action and so um, good. support that new talent. Yeah absolutely mm. so that's going to be fun and in terms of our music list uh, just a heads up, we were speaking mm. about the festive season before. There will uh -oh. be no ca Christmas no, carols. No, no none. No. Sorry. Not uh, until December. No. That's I it. agree. That's Off the limits. rule. Yes. I yeah. agree. So relax. No Mariah Carey. No Mariah oh <laughs> Never will there be Mariah I mean, no offence, Mariah, but it's just not our thing, is right. it? Well, I did actually watch a Christmas show last night and oh. um, and – uh, my boys had gone out and came back and they watched, they, they come into the lounge room watching me watch this um, Christmas carol and they're like, what are you doing, mum? And I said, oh, it's probably a bit early, isn't it? <laughs> I 
It's getting into the Christmas spirit. And they're like, yeah, yes. way too early. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you were told. Just practicing. Yeah. Just practicing. No, I just, I, just, I was practicing. I said, well, it was a movie and it was 95 minutes. So it was, you know, a short period of time where they could go off and do their sport and what have you yes. and come back. And I was, I would have finished the, the program, but it was only just finishing. So, um, yes, uh, it, a little I got bit, sprung, really. A little bit um, of the festive season I, yeah, early lost, in your house. Obviously, <laughs> lost where, track of where I was were you, <laughs> momentarily. Did, were, you, were you enthralled by this movie? No, it wasn't no, very okay. um, yeah. So you should have done it. Have you known Not any, one you're going to recommend? No. no oh, I won't, won't talk really. about it. <laughs> um, actually, you know, the segue was that we just finished watching um, with our 16-year-old the second round of Sex Education and the <gasps> final series of that. We've talked about and, that before. And, of course, we were quite happy to watch that again with him because we loved it so much. But this is a Christmas show um, with Asa Butterfield in it. So he was um, the you know one of the stars in this particular Christmas show. So it was kind of a segue going, okay, what else has he been in? Oh, he's been in a Christmas show. And then I pressed uh, play. Hey, oh, and okay. there, there you go. See, that, that's where so, you went wrong. Downhill from there. That was, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Never do that again, Nicole. Yeah, plays a very similar kind of character and uh, no need to go there. No need to go else. there. Yes, you made the mistake once, you won't yes. repeat it, yes. I feel. Um, and Barbara... You're looking resplendent in your red polka dots oh, today. Thank you. Do you love about um, touch of spots? Not Christmas spots. Not acne. <laughs> a little bit of acne on the jumper there. Oh, yes. I wasn't going to say anything, but um, it, yes, no, it is lovely. And how are you? I'm quite well, thank you very much, uh, Jacinda. I'm really excited to talk about a little bit late in the show some exhibitions that are coming yeah. on at the moment and also coming to Melbourne, mm. including one returning, which I missed the first time around, the Titanic. <gasps> at Melbourne Museum, it's coming back. Oh, really? Yes. Will, will it in be around? How long is it? Like that. It's running until April, but I, need I to have to go and out. see it. Yes. Yeah, because I missed it last time, and a friend of mine went and she raved about it. And yes, but let's go. Yes. We're, all, we're all fascinated I, by that story. Yes. What is it's it? It's a combination of tragedy and hubris and money and luxury and oh, I don't know what it is. Know. All of the above. Yes. Amazing, <laughs> yes. amazing yes. ship, and it's, it's a bit haunting as yes, well. Yes, all of that. It is. It's very mystery at the same time. Yeah. We know quite a few of the facts. And the movie, of course, is made. Yeah, it's going to be the movie. Um, that would be great. I'd love to go and see yes. that. Mm. Um, and because I've just also got to add, I'm going to be a free woman, free from a business that's <laughs> yes, struggling indeed. me for the last two months. <laughs> and so I'm going to actually be free. I'll be home oh, and just you. like, hey, which, I'm ready which, to go which. out. Yes, yes. <laughs> Come on, let's so that'll party. be lovely. Will be. <clears throat> Plenty of things. So we're going to talk about those exhibitions a little bit later. Yes. Um, so you know, we've got two great guests coming up. All about the entertainment uh, today. We will look forward to those. Uh, first, the first interview we'll have is at four thirty. Uh, and I then some birthdays. We will me? go straight to birthdays before music. <laughs> Why you. not? Just want to send um, birthday cheers to Claudine, daughter of uh, our friend Ida Chon, friend of the show. She's got a birthday coming up uh, this Friday. I do believe. Happy birthday, Claudine. Uh, and also uh, the late great Percy Sledge has a birthday around this time. And not forgetting, um, it's Australian Music Month, all month. Um, yes. Delta Goodrum and Courtney Barnett have birthdays this month too. So Courtney Barnett birthdays. is very cool. Yeah, she's uh, interesting. Uh, that's lovely. That one, yeah. Well, while you're there, I have to mention, because I wasn't here last week, the magnificent... <laughs> 
Charlie Jr. McNina. Yes, we uh, did mention him number one. He did, yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, what can I say? The most perfect child I've ever seen in my life. It's just extraordinary. <laughs> and you're not biased I'm at not all. I'm not biased. I'm very objective. <laughs> Mama J. Um, Mama J. Um, and so I, yes, lots of cuddles from me and he's just incredible for a one-year-old. Can you believe it? Can you believe it's been a whole year? Been a whole year. It's amazing. Clearly gifted is what I usually (laughs) say about my kids. Clearly gifted when they like, throw something or make a really loud burp or fart (laughs) as it may have been. Or he's great at throwing. Clearly he's going to be gifted. He is gifted. He he loves, we've got an old remote control for the TV and he's very good at throwing that on the tiles and making a big, big loud noise (laughs) and he laughs. So he's doing a little bit of talking and I'm Trying to yes. stand up? Did you say stand up? He's yeah. standing up, not on his own though. Yes, um, but crawling everywhere. Yeah. His favourite word is dada, 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 dada. <laughs> yes, that's the easiest one. For uh, me, so loves it, and then <laughs> that's screaming. What we, that's what we say anyway. Yes, yes. yes. that's what Mum says. Uh, <laughs> that's right. So I'm looking forward to some Christmas cheer with young Charlie this mm. year. It's going to be fun. Okay. Um, good to any birthdays? Oh well, yes, well, yes. I just mentioned a birthday on the same date, which was um, yes. a good friend of mine's daughter and. And, uh, who just shares the same birth date? Oh, how um, lovely! On the 16th as well. That um, is wonderful. I don't know of any coming up for the rest of November. I wouldn't want to have a birthday from now on because yes, you know Christmas. Tends to be a bit of clips. you know one present because yes. it's your birthday. That was no. always I thought a bit mean. And That's people okay. I know in the, around that situation, I make a point of giving them two gifts. Two so gifts. Got kids yes, time. that's right. I think it's only fair. Commiserate yeah. to those of you that do have. <laughs> That uh, situation. Yes, yes. unless so they get one fantastic big present. Of course, that's always a possibility. Yeah, <laughs> but, that's right. Uh, yes. oh, sorry, tell, tell a lie. I did have a client that had a birthday last week as well. So, Excellent. Uh, who often listens in. So, um, Sally, a happy birthday. Well, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Sally. <laughs> well, good taste you show in uh, not only being a client of the colours, but being a listener of the show. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. love that you spend time with us. <laughs> 21 minutes past four. Just a quick mention. On our Facebook page, Big Life Conversation, you'll see the details of our guests there and all the other wonderful things, including Nicole's yummy recipes, which I often reference myself. So we'll be back in just a minute. What a lovely voice on that promo. Food for thought. Uh, Someone we know and uh, (laughs) love and great show. Yes, this Saturday. This Saturday. Coming up. Ooh, very good. Indeed. at 8 a.m. Excellent. 25 minutes past four. Big Life Conversation. We've got our first interview coming up very shortly. But before that, probably a couple of things to share. Mm, Who's sharing first? Well, you know, I was just sharing how I've got a very tired husband at home because he sat up and watched the cricket. Mm. Mm. Uh, the only one I believe. <laughs> so he was very excited um, yeah. and this is just uh, leveraging that from the shovel a little <laughs> article which is contrary. The heading is a little bit contrary to the actual results that you might have heard. Anyway, I thought I'd start with a bit of satire. Let's do it. Uh, England win Cricket World Cup after ICC 
ABC uses moral countback rule. Um, Australia has been stripped of the 2024 ODI World Cup after a countback of moral victories determined that England were the real winners. Despite only winning three games and finishing below Afghanistan, clearly England were the best team in the comp. In every game, no matter what position they found themselves in, they have managed to find a way to claim a moral victory, which is incredibly impressive, an ICC official said. Uh, the ICC deferred the, defended the system, saying it was the correct way to assess the winner. It's easy to get caught up in technicalities like which team has scored the most runs, but what's most important is, shout, is the uh, shouting spirit of the game and claiming that you've won even when you've lost. Under the countback rule, the ICC uh, tallied the number of times each team had claimed a moral victory and concluded that England was undefeated. They're an incredible team. They can lose by 229 runs on the scoreboard, (laughs) but still manage to claim the moral victory. They're invincible, really. England player Ben Stokes said he was delighted to win another trophy after beating Australia 5-0 in the recent Ashes series. Uh, uh, boom, 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 a little boom. bit of satire there, <laughs> yes. Um, however, Australia did win. Not the moral victory. No. <laughs> the actual no. victory. Right. We don't really care about the morals, no. do we? I guess, you know, that's sort apparently, of nice to have, but, apparently. you know. Um, excellent. Yes. Well, that's really good to hear about the cricket. Um, Sporting uh, prowess continues yeah. um, after beating, um, yeah, India. India. Uh, and... Uh, Big game over the over the night. So, um, yes, the Australians would be pretty pleased with themselves because I don't think it was expected, but there you go. Uh, yeah, I, when I turned the TV on this morning, I heard all these people shouting about the cricket. They're going, oh, wow, we won. It's like, <laughs> like one mot. I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's, that's fantastic news. Cheers indeed. Go Aussie, something else to celebrate, hey? Yeah. We always need something to celebrate. Um We're going to be speaking very shortly to the uh, producer of the Irish Irish Christmas. I can't say that. No, we can't say the Christmas. A Celtic Christmas. A Celtic Christmas. A Celtic Christmas. God, I'm so sorry. Um, It's Christmas, right? Uh, It's a Christmas show. And the producer, uh, Kaylee Moore, will be joining us uh, after this quick little break. You are on 94.1 FM, 3WBC, Big Life Conversation. Nicole, Jacinta and Barbara with you right through till 6 o'clock tonight. Stay with us. That song's going to have to wait for a little bit. It's a little bit premature at the moment. But you just heard from Alicia Cara with Stay. And we want you to stay with us because we've got a big show ahead. And, of course, our very first chat with Kaylee Moore, who is the producer of A Celtic Christmas, coming to a venue near you very soon. Uh, Kaylee, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, great to have you on board. Now, what is it about the Irish that makes <laughs> these, you know, because there's a certain charm, isn't there, about Irish productions and entertainment? Yeah, absolutely there is. I find that so many people that come to our shows always say that they have a connection to Ireland in some way. Mm, so yeah. whether they have relatives that are from Ireland or they've been on a trip to Ireland or they just love a drink, which many of us do. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
we all do seem to have something in common with the Irish, and they also love to have a bit of fun they and do, a bit yes. of Irish crack. So I think they're certainly things that people can relate to with Ireland. Oh, most definitely. It's, it is it is lovely. A great, great spirit. And and uh, no more welcome than at Christmas time uh, with this fantastic musical. So tell us a little bit about the the show. As the show Occultic Christmas is by A Taste of Island. So A Taste of Island is the flagship production. Um, we've done lots of tours all around the place and over the last couple of years we've brought our uh, Christmas production through. Um, so in 2022 the Christmas production did toured the UK, toured Australia and it toured New Zealand. Um, it received incredible reviews so it's really exciting to be bringing it back to Australia again. And the show is uh, follows a story of two lovers who meet at Christmas time in Ireland and then they get separated and they have to find their way back to one another. Um, it's obviously celebrating the most wonderful time of the year um, and it has the it combines the Christmas cheer with you know everything that we love about Ireland. Um, it features some incredible performers. Mick McHugh, who's literally just finished two weeks ago, 15 years with Lord of the Dance. Um, he's oh, come wow. over with us. Um, so that's really, really incredible. Yeah. And Kira Loughran as well is the Senior Ladies World Champion, which is pretty much the biggest title you can win in Irish dancing. Um, oh. So we've got the best talent to tell a wonderful story at Christmas time. You have. And you're performing at the Rand, the the, uh, the brand new uh, the brand new Wattles Art Centre premises. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. We're very much looking forward to seeing it. Yes, we are too. Yeah, yeah, what a great space for you to kick off there because, we're, yeah, we're really looking forward to seeing that new space. It's been a long time coming and uh, we think it'll be wonderful. So great place for you to be. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're actually one of the first touring productions to come through. So mm, that's a bit of a privilege as well. Mm. Very exciting. And, Kaylee, what's your background? Um, so, uh, my mum was the first Australian to win the Irish Dancing World Championship. Really? Oh. Yes. <laughs> so, I guess you can kind of say I was born into it, although <laughs> I, I, my mum actually wasn't too keen on me starting, and we were actually meant to go to a wedding, and I was going to be the flower girl in Scotland. She got really sick with my brother, and we couldn't go, and she was oh. so bad, and she said, you can have anything you want. And I said, I want to start Irish dancing. <laughs> oh. oh, are you sure? Well, anyway, I, I eventually convinced her. She dragged me along, and I guess the rest is kind of history. History. <laughs> That's amazing. So it's a real passion for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my brother and my sister did it. Um, my brother and myself both went on to win the world championship. Oh and we're the, actually, we're the first three in a family in the world to ever have won the world championship oh, wow. so that's a pretty incredible feat but it is congratulations it's amazing yes. thank congratulations. you it's wonderful yes. i cannot imagine what christmas day is like at your place does everybody <laughs> just get <laughs> up and down treading the boards <laughs> yes <laughs> it's very hectic but it's so amazing to be able to sh- have shared that as a family as a family that is so special yeah it definitely is yeah absolutely well that is wonderful so now the touring I've, I've got this long list here and we've we've put the uh, details up on our facebook page big life conversation we know that um you're in mount gambia uh yes yeah, so the, the show is in mount gambia tonight yeah uh, the tour is 28 uh shows a part of it uh-huh. um so there's a lot a lot of traveling but the performers are very used to it, like schedules like that um, they're very, very fit and able. They do their bu- ice baths every night. Um, do they? Yes. Oh they're able to perform for everyone. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It would be a very disciplined life, I yes. would imagine. It would need to be. So, so what about your diet? Are, are you on a special diet or you just dance everything off anyway? I reckon you could eat anything, <laughs> couldn't you? 
Um, I think all the performers certainly, um, they have to make sure that they fuel their body with the right food. So mm. it's less about, you know, what you eat in terms of, you know, making sure you don't eat McDonald's and more about, you know, mm. ensuring that you've got enough fuel in the tank yes. to be able to get through six shows a week. Because yeah. you really like athletes, aren't you, from that point of view? It's quite demanding. Absolutely. I, mm. I always say that Irish dancing is quite unique because it's one of the only art forms where you kind of have to be as pretty as a ballerina but also as fit as a footballer. Yes. <laughs> I love it. That's Good so true, isn't it? And you're on, on stage for quite a length of time, I understand. Yeah, the show is two forty-five minute halves. Um, wow. and the performers are on stage for a huge amount of that. So yes. certainly have to be fit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. What a sure. workout. Um, so I've got here Murray Bridge, Warnable, Frankston, Geelong, Pakenham, Wodonga, like all over the place. And the round on the 29th of November, is that right? Thursday a week, 7.30? Is yeah. that, is that yeah. right? Yes, I believe that's correct. Yep. It looks like an exhausting schedule, I tell you. It's amazing. <laughs> are you having a break for Christmas yourselves? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I have a um, 22-month-old daughter um, and my partner's the director of the show. So we take very uh, Christmas time very seriously because it's pretty much the only time of the year that all the theatres close. Yes. <laughs> you can actually have a break. Exactly. So we, we certainly enjoy Christmas time. Oh, that's wonderful. So how many dancers do you have in the production? Uh, so there's 12 dancers. Yeah. Um, we also have three musicians and a singer and, of course, our incredible crew. We certainly couldn't get the show up on the stage if it wasn't for them. So they play a very vital part as well. Yeah. And are you, are you performing um, traditional Irish sort of music as well or sort of contemporary sort of stuff or is it a bit of a mixed bag? What, what uh, um, sort of music is there? So the soundtrack was last year uh, completely redone. Um, we had our incredible musical director, Charlie Galloway, put the music together um, so it really is a mixture of, you know, your traditional tunes with a really contemporary twist. But then it's Christmas time, so we obviously have to make sure everyone's favourite carols, favourite Irish tunes are in there as well. Oh, yes. So it's a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. Fantastic. Do, do you, is it interactive? Do you find that the audience sort of gets, <laughs> has a bit of a sing-along yes. with you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, that, I think that's the joy of a live show yeah, as well. Yeah, isn't it? There's actually quite a few bits in the show that every single night it can go a different way. You know, you've got people yelling out or something. I think two nights ago they started just seeing a portion of the show and it went a different direction to what we anticipated. <laughs> 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 oh, you just they, have to go with it, don't you? Are they dancing yep. in the aisles with you or trying to or some of them as well? They get a bit carried away? <laughs> yeah, I, I certainly think they try and move their feet around a bit. <laughs> Oh, that is wonderful. And what about costumes and that sort of thing? Anything spectacular that people can afford to see? Yeah, absolutely. So all of the costumes have been very carefully put together and selected to kind of represent the Mm -hmm. storyline. Because we've got, you know, lining, we've got the visuals that are up on the projector, we have to make sure that everything kind of comes together to tell that story. Um, So they've been, you know, specially crafted to kind of play their own part in the storyline as well. Mm, beautiful. Uh, that that is absolutely wonderful. Um, and and as you mentioned, you've got top talent in this show, like really, really top talent. Yeah, absolutely. The talent is just incredible. You know, yeah. we've got so we've got our international stars, yes. but we also have some real some of the best Australian talent as well. Um, and as uh, me myself, my partner Brent own the show. Um, and growing up, there wasn't a lot of opportunity for Australian Irish dancers to be able mm. to perform. And now, you know, there are so many Australians that perform in Riverdance and Lord of the Dance and whatnot. So it's really important to us that we're not only bringing across the best talent in the world, but we're also giving Australians the opportunity as well. So it's a bit of a mixed bag. Mm, Great. Yeah, which is wonderful to have that um, Australian flavour throughout as well. That is really important. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like one of our performers, his name's Vaughn Cooper. He um, has just come off, you know, getting some really top. He was at the he won the Great Britain Championships and the All Scotland Championships. He's really making his mark. He's from Perth on, you know, the international Irish uh, stage. Um, so it's incredible to be able to, you know, he's one of the best dancers in the world, but he's Australian as well. So it's so amazing to kind of be able to bring our talent on board and give them those opportunities. Yeah, that is fantastic. Um, now, in ter- getting to the practical stuff that people will want to know, um, we've got your t- tour dates, but you can find those tour dates also at a tasteofislandshow.com. So it's simply a tasteofislandshow.com. And we do know that bookings are essential, and obviously there's limited places as well, so people need to get on it. Yes, absolutely. The website's definitely the best place to find all of our tour dates, ticket details, um, and then on our socials as well. We always put up, you know, little behind-the-scenes snippets. So if you want to jump on and have a look oh, at great. what it's all about, you can do that there as well. Uh, that is really wonderful. Kaylee. thank you so much for joining us. We're, we're really excited about seeing it. We hope that we can get to see it as well um, when it's near us, and that would be at the... Around Thursday week. Yeah. 29th of November at 7.30. November. So uh, we, hope to, we hope to have a, a good sing-along there with you as well. Um, but people get onto your tickets there for... A Celtic Christmas. It sounds amazing, and we thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Kaylee. All the best for the show. Thanks, Kaylee. Bye. Bernard Fanning there, wanting to wish you well. We wish you all well for the upcoming festive season. Mm. And not a happy Christmas quite yet. But not yet. <laughs> just let's all settle down, people. It's not happening no, yet. No, I'm just going to wish well all the uh, U10 students who are doing some yes. practice exams for their right. next two big years. Mm. So um, I just want to wish you well. Hi, Will, out there. Wish you went well all today. well. Yes. Absolutely. And, and it must have been quite frustrating and concerning for those year 12 VCE exams that were sort of wrong? Like, yes. Incorrect. Um, What's going on? There's a few things that have happened like that um, recently and I've I've heard of it in some colleges as well as also Mm. in uh, the um, VCE system. And, yes, you would be wanting to not have to resit an exam under all circumstances um, and very stressful if it's been got so, wrong. And people are asleep at the wheel. Exactly. And people also thought, should we, you know, reappraise the whole um, the whole uh, exam system and is, is it the best way to assess people? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but being, being former teachers or teachers still, mm. um, I think there's room for a mixture of forms of assessment. But, yeah, um, definitely. I yeah, think I so. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. And I think that's pretty important. Um, now... We, uh, Nicole, you started off with uh, a lovely little shovel article about oh, the cricket. Oh, you did indeed. Now, I've got another one. I mean, the, our pollies... <laughs> you can never have too many. You can never have too many shovels. Um, but our pollies are always in the news. But um, here's a little take on perhaps how we feel about them from the shovel. There are growing calls for tougher conditions to be imposed on Australian politicians when they leave Canberra <laughs> to protect vulnerable members of society from being assaulted by their r- rubbish. <clears throat> they... Um, <laughs> Uh, oh, I've written that twice. Community groups say they want to see the implementation of curfews and electric monitoring devices on all politicians with mandatory sentences for those who breach reasonable standards of behaviour. 
When they're locked up in the confines of Canberra, the threat is minimal. But once politicians are let out into Australian communities, it can be very distressing for people, a community spokesperson said. (laughs) You could be a tradie going about your work and all of a sudden there's a politician with a hard hat and a fake hammer taking over your work site. Mm. It happens. (laughs) Or you're a teacher at a primary school and suddenly there's a minister wanting to form a circle and read a picture book. (laughs) We want to be able to put a stop to these things before they happen. Experts say the tougher measures could also help keep track of former politicians when they leave Canberra. Very important also. Mm. Time and time again, politicians leave Canberra we lose track of them and then a month later they pop up as a lobbyist for a coal mining company or an international <laughs> or an international speaking circuit uh, for a conspiracy group. Yeah. If they wore ankle bracelets, we could put a stop to this. Yeah. I think a damn <laughs> fine idea. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you to the shovel. Thank you to the shovel. That's quite a nice one. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we love our politicians for a bit of a satirical fodder well, as well, don't we? Yeah, I think that's what they signed up for. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of um, politicians and perhaps finance, I'm trying to segue here, uh, and also the cost of living crisis, ah. um, ABC News was reporting about snacks and treats become luxury items as Australians cut back on indulgences to combat rising grocery prices, new data shows. Um, And I thought, oh, that's an interesting news article to say the impact of the um, cost of living people are cutting down on snacks. From a nutritionist perspective, I'm going, that's a really nice positive if Mm. that's something that is actually going on. Um, I'm not sure where this data came back from, but it, it was suggesting that half of Australians are now cutting back on purchasing snacks and indulgences are now treating them as luxury items. Um, the data from Nielsen IQ um, surveyed more than 5,000 Australians and found that almost three in five of us were likely to avoid purchasing snacks and treats like chocolate desserts and premium nuts in order to cope with the rising supermarket market prices um i prefer that to say like chips and (laughs) you know really sugary lollies um the survey released on thursday found that the average weekly grocery spend was um only up a dollar 20 since last year to around 200 dollars um indicating shoppers have been cutting back in certain areas to make their money go further those aged 45 and on and over and on low incomes are cutting back on snacks indulgences the most according to the data um one of them Kerry Moore a 67 year old Queensland man who retired a decade ago said he'd returned to work and drastically changed his shopping habits to cope with the cost of living expenses um he now sees snacks as luxury making his own cakes bread frozen and frozen chips and is cutting back on some meals and necessities to get by um i'm kind of thinking that's kind of a good turn of events but i'd like people to not be cutting back on their essential Mm. meals and um he sort of suggested that they might also be cutting back on breakfast as a meal of the day as well Mm. so um you know having um meals and having their breakfast cereal as a meal either for lunch or for dinner um that's not the ideal scenario Mm. um and um if they're talking about healthy snacks like nuts and seeds 
Um, yes, nuts are very, very expensive, so I could understand why they they're not are. going in the shopping trolley. Yeah. But if we're giving up our chips and chocolate, I think we could all survive without those very sweet or salty ingredients yes. in, in the shopping trolley. That's and true. That, that would be my first port of call. And soft drinks would be another <gasps> one. Oh, my goodness. Alcohol, if I want to go a bit further. Oh, don't um, go that far. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's interesting to hear and that as a kind of a, an article written from a almost a boohoo, we can't have our indulgences. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, thinking, well, you know, that that might be a good thing. Exactly, some positive help us cope effects. with the the, mm. the stress yeah. as well. I think it so. Get into meals, and, and yeah, meals. into nutritious meals. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, you know, I still think there are there are supermarkets we will not name that you can still get some really good cheap produce mm. and fresh still yes. fresh food yes. and even those the delicious nuts and things that are really good for us that they have yeah, them quite choose, reasonably choose priced your types. Yeah, so. And so you'd shop around a little bit um but also the one thing that I've changed up a little bit you know I, I'm the big um snakes fan oh, of those jelly right. snakes and the only only the 25% less sugar ones though which makes me feel <laughs> 25% less guilty um, but uh, I haven't had them for I don't know probably six weeks or so now because they've just got they've gone up so much in price there's hardly anything in them mm. I don't need them mm-hmm. and I have swapped them out for and I'm not one for fruit but I've swapped them out for fruit like I'm mm. blueberries yes. raspberries and yes. strawberries you I'm eating just like so much yum, snack, and they're a great snack absolutely mm. so fantastic Snack, yeah. And they taste great. They so do. If I can do that, anyone exactly. can do it. Swap it for a piece of fruit, and fruit's always going to be cheaper and um, and seasonal is cheaper. The seasonal, yes. So, yes. You know, be mangoes. Those. Yes, mangoes are coming up in mm-hmm. season. Watermelons out there. Yeah. Um, our stone fruit will be starting to get riper. So Zoom. there's a lot to snack on that is more reasonably priced. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just making those better food choices for the snacks choices yes and it's good to make those choices now because when we start to talk about christmas which we have already done a little bit uh we will want to talk about not putting those kilos on over christmas Christmas kilos that's right um because they can they can last more than christmas time (laughs) yeah that's right they can last a lifetime and just accumulate that's right so we don't want to it keeps on giving yeah or not yeah not at all good. Mm. Yes. So anyway, a bit of food for thought there. That mm. might be a, a bit of a promo for what's coming up Saturday. Oh, Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Well, you have to l- listen in you to will. find out. You will. Absolutely. Um, Big Life Conversation, five minutes to five here on Big Life Conversation with Jacinta, Nicole and Barbara. And we'll be with you right through till six o'clock. Check out our Facebook page for more information uh, on everything that we talk about and our guests for today. Sweet Home Alabama, Lineard Skynard before that. Mm-hmm. It's now five o'clock here on Big Life Conversation. And we've got a very serious segment coming up. It's our jokes segment. <laughs> we should have a little promo for that, actually. We, we might you know, create little, one in the holidays. Yes, I think we could. Mm. Think we? Who's going to kick this off? Well, uh, one just recently threw in the the hot press. Um, uh, You've got your little people working for you. I have got my people working Mm -hmm. for me. I I need more than one people at home, though. Um, (laughs) A few more than just just one. Just can't uh, get good stuff. The first one, I usually get some kind of cute 
you know, often foodie-related ones, which is good. This is um, topical because we were talking about nuts before. (laughs) Um, So two peanuts were walking down the street and one was assaulted. Oh, Oh dear. (laughs) Boom, boom. Well, while we're on the subject of food, sorry, have you any more, Nicole? Uh, they'll, they'll be coming down. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, I do have more. Yes. Um, I wanted to buy it. some camo pants, but I couldn't find any. Some camo pants. Oh, sorry. But, uh, <laughs> you sorry. Did you say that again? That's what we're feeling. You've got to be oh, quick. Oh, camouflage. I wanted to buy camo yeah, pants, yes. but I couldn't Thank find you. any. Um, yep. I used to run a dating service for chickens, but I was struggling to make hens meat. Oh, dear. Uh <laughs> What do you call a bee that can't make up its mind? I don't know. A maybe. A maybe. Oh, no. uh, and I've already told you the peanut <laughs> one. Thank you for that. Oh, yes. There's people at home. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> no, I'm very, very impressed with those, especially the camo one that I didn't get. I hate it when I don't get jokes. <laughs> well, it was quick. It, it was, was quick. It was My brain's not very know, quick so today. There is that other joke that I have mentioned before. What's What's the difference between a good joke and a bad joke? Timing. Yes, <laughs> yes we like that one. Do you like that one? Very good. Oh, All right, Barbara. Quite right on that first one. Very perhaps. nice. Thank yes. you. Oh dear, yes. Your turn. Some similar food, food inspired jokes. Okay. Um, okay. Mm. Waiter, there's a fly in my soup. Don't worry, sir. The spider in your salad will get it. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't eggs tell jokes? They crack each other up. <laughs> oh dear. One to the banana sitting in the sun. Say to the other banana sitting in the sun. I up? don't know about you, but I'm starting to peel. <laughs> <laughs> what is a cannibal's favourite soup? Uh, oh, oh, um, oh, I've said that one. Mm. I cannot remember. One with a lot of body. Oh, Peter, oh. what is this fly doing in my soup? Freestyle, I believe. <laughs> and so on. <laughs> you, you get the gist. Uh, you yeah, get this the is from my little joke book. Yeah, so, yeah. but you know, we are doing a bit of a community service here, I think, because if you are listening, you can be writing these not. down for your family celebrations. You can all have a little joke <laughs> it session. Could be better than the bonbon ones. But the, and yes, yes coming up, we all have to go through cheap and nasty crackers. Have the, usually the worst jokes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I've had expensive crackers as well, and they're cheap and nasty jokes. So. I'm it's sorry, I cannot. Yeah, it doesn't matter how much tinsel they put in those beautiful <laughs> crackers or oh little prizes. Um, thank you so much, Barbara. It's my turn now, <laughs> and I have taken a slight detour. Right. In that, I when I was researching this very very important and serious segment, I found Aussie one-liners and jokes. So I've got a couple of one-liners just to warm you up. So patriotic of you. All right. So the first one-liner, and this is used by someone I know very well, it says, much use as an ashtray on a motorbike, Mm -hmm. as straight as a dog's hind leg. My mother always used to say that. I haven't heard that one. As flash as a rat with a gold tooth. Yes, Ooh, remember that one. That's flash. Mm-hmm. Would freeze the balls off a brass monkey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, to the jokes. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's do warm up. All right. All right. Um, what do you call a lazy baby kangaroo? What? A slow Joe? A sloppy Joey? I don't know. Joe. Sloppy Joey? Sloppy Joe? I don't know. A pouch potato. Pouch potato. Oh, potato. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I've got a Johnny joke to finish. A uh, little Johnny joke to finish oh, up. Yes. It's not a rude one. He gets oh, into trouble, this little Johnny. He's, he does He's get everywhere. into trouble. He's everywhere. <laughs> Teacher says, how far have you gone with your homework, Johnny? Little Johnny, about eight kilometres, miss. I went home with it and came back with it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> the end. 
okay. If you can do better than us, which I'm sure please you can, no. please go to our Facebook page, Thank Big you. Life Conversation, help and out. help mm. us out. Mm. You know, we we're like trying. A, joke. a longer joke, perhaps? A lo- oh, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, a joke nonetheless. But... This will be no joke. We are, although we're going to have fun because our next guest, Griffin Hooper, who joins us from the National Institute of Circus Arts, is going to be up in about five minutes' time um, and with lots of great fun and a, a show to talk about that's also coming up. We said we would regale you with all things entertainment today, and that is what we are doing. Uh, back with that in a few minutes. And a great series of songs there, uh, Dua Lipa there with Dance the Night. And you're back with us on Big Life Conversation. Barbara, Nicole and Jacinta with you. And it is ooh, 14 minutes past five. The time has gone very quickly, but we'll be with you until six o'clock tonight. Now, I am wondering if you have heard of the National Institute of Circus Arts. It's in Australia's Centre of Excellence for Training in Contemporary Circus Arts and we're very, very lucky to have it. Nike is a member of the Arts Aid Organisations and is one of Australia's unique circus education and training centres. And joining us right now on the phone is Griffin Hooper. And he is going to talk about a show that's coming up uh, from NICA very soon that uh, I think he might just be in as well. Uh, Griffin, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to chatting about our show coming up. Yes. we would, Now, the show's called On Off, is that correct? Yes, yes it is, yeah. And featuring graduates. Yeah, so uh, On Off is our final showcase performance, essentially, from the graduating class of uh, 2023, uh, we've, we, these are the students that have done the Bachelor of Circus Arts, which is a three-year course that we all started in 2021 and have now been kind of like training for the past three years, building to essentially uh, this one final performance. How so exciting, yeah. yeah. And Griffin, that's Barbara here. Do you have a, uh, you're involved in this yourself, obviously. Do you have a specialty in terms of uh, your circus skills? Yes, I do, yeah. Uh, so at NICA we pick... Uh, two specialties and kind of a group act. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've already performed one of my specialties, hoop diving, but for this showcase, I'll be performing uh, swinging trapeze, which mm-hmm. I'm very looking forward to doing. Yeah. Wow. And we want to hear about both of those because they sound <laughs> pretty interesting. Um, can we start with, although you won't be involved in the hoop diving at the uh, with this show, is that correct? No. I no. Not but it sounds it, but incredible. We want to hear about it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, uh, it's essentially kind of like uh, if you stack uh, three hoops on top of each other and you essentially have to dive through them without knocking the stack over. And while it sounds fairly, fairly simple, you can actually come up with a lot of very interesting ways of moving through and around the stack. And uh, I, I really enjoy it because I really enjoy kind of doing acrobatic movement like that. I find that really uh, pleasurable and exciting to perform and watch. And I hope the audience enjoys watching it as well. <laughs> I'm hoping there's not too many bruises and injuries oh, oh, inside of that because <laughs> I was thinking, depending what you're landing onto, uh, different yeah. surfaces, I'm sure that uh, it can be different levels of enjoyment of that as well. I've, I've definitely 
conked a couple hits to my head and I've had a little bit of an egg like in a cartoon. Oh. Yeah. <gasps> and what about but the... Tr- that's all right. <laughs> your, uh, your game. P- part, of, part of the process. Part of the, <laughs> yeah. the you know, uh, pros and cons of the career choice. <laughs> that's yeah. right. And what about the, uh, the trapeze? Are you performing with nets or without nets? Yeah, so, yeah. Swinging trapeze. When, when I say swinging trapeze, everyone always thinks like flying trapeze, which I think the average person has a pretty good idea of in the circus. But swinging... Is a bit different. Where like flying trapeze, you have like lots of people, and it's usually above net, mm-hmm. and you're you're kind of going from one trapeze to the other. Swing trapeze, it's like kind of like a, a pendulum. Like you stay on the trapeze and you don't really leave it. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of build the swing up, and at the end of like six swings, you have these lo- lovely, beautiful moments of like weightlessness, where kind of gravity, because the momentum of the swing kind of counteracts gravity, so you feel very light and floaty at the end. And that's when you do a bunch of skills. Like, I go off the back and I catch with my feet and I kind of hang underneath the trapeze and then come back up again. And did you say this is with or without nets? <laughs> no, no nets. No, no death-defying stunts. Wow. No, no mattresses, nothing, just the hard floor beneath. No, I, thankfully I am attached by a belt uh, down to oh, the Oh, you have a harness? Line. Yeah, I've got a harness. Thank goodness, goodness for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd be confident enough to go up without a harness. Well, oh, exactly. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. So, Griffin, you you are part of the third year cohort yeah. of students, and so you've been like, what what are your practice sessions like? Like, how long do you get to practice all this amazing yeah, no. work? Well, so this it kind of we do a whole bunch of stuff. It's like it's, it's a nine to five essentially. Like we turn up we turn up Monday to Friday around like eight thirty. We warm up. And then we start the day and like at this stage in third year, we do two hours for both specialty classes and we just kind of pop right into it and we cover a whole bunch of things in the class. Like we might work some skills for a bit or do some drills for specific areas or we might do a little bit of kind of like we'll run acts as well during those sessions and we kind of fill the day that way. And then we'll in late in the afternoon, we'll do some performance classes. Like, I've done a lot of ballet, which has been really interesting. Oh, really? Like, oh. Yeah, I've, I've not a uh, dancer's bone in my body, but I've, Nike has really helped me become more comfortable moving sure. the dance yeah. and choreography, and it's that's really, just yeah. really interesting. That's great. Um, sounds absolutely amazing. And so the other thing that I was reading about this, the mm. show called On Off, um, yeah. with, with, with all these great students, there's... The artists perform 20 rounds of what they're calling contortion, duo, acrobatics, tight mm. wire, aerial silk, trapeze, hula hoop, etc. It goes on and on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's so people will not be bored. There's going to be so oh, much action. Mm, <laughs> lots going on. There's a lot, yeah. There's, I think, 17 acts going on. So everyone's made this beautiful four-minute act that really speaks to them as a performer and what they're interested in. They've all put it on. There's so much stuff, like... We've kind of all saved our big and flashy apparatuses for this show. Like, yeah. there's two Chinese pole acts, two tight wire acts, lots of straps and silks and juggling. There's acrobatic whip cracking, which is really <gasps> interesting and phenomenal to watch. Wow. Like, I don't think anyone else is kind of doing anything like that. So it's definitely worth the watch to see some really incredible apparatus. Like, to get my act going, we literally have to raise the roof and the curtain. Because it's, like, so big <laughs> to fit in. Sounds amazing. Yeah, it does. And Griffin, what uh, does the future hold for you, for yourself, and for your classmates? Um, uh, have you got yeah. work lined up with um, Cirque du Soleil or goodness knows who else? Uh, I wish. <laughs> Not quite yet. I think 
as soon as I think after we graduate, I think a bunch of us are probably going to have a nice, well-deserved break. Yes, of course. But I know I have a bunch of friends that are off to go work with companies. I think there are a bunch of going off to go work with Circa and the like. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm interested in probably, hopefully, maybe doing some work with Circus Oz in Melbourne, which would be mm. phenomenal. Yes. I think, yeah. Just which is back again more. after a bit of a lull, isn't yeah, it? So, no, yeah, yeah. Thank they're, goodness. They're doing well. They're, kind of, they're coming back, which yep. is exciting. So well, that's great. Yeah. Ears, ears and eyes peeled for them. Yep. And then we're at the Flying Fruit Fly Circus. They're still around too, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, they're, yeah. They're, they're brilliant. Now, that, that's a whole, that's another state over in Albury, and that's a really great program as well. And there's some really talented uh, kids over there doing some fantastic circuits. Now, in terms of your training program, there's obviously mm. going to be some assessments. Yes. Now, <laughs> practical, <laughs> written, combo, what do you do? Yeah, well, would you believe it? There is some theory work involved in circuits. Uh, yeah. We had to do, just recently, we had to finish, I know it probably doesn't sound like much, but it was for us, we had to, we had to write an exegesis which is like a 3,000-word kind of reflective essay where we analyze our act and what it means in the oh, contemporary circuit yeah. industry. Oh, the reflective so, practice, yeah. Yeah, a lot of reflections. We write a lot of training plans. But like on top of that, we have business class where we kind of look about how do we manage finances, how do we kind of uh, apply for grants to get funding to make shows and all sorts of other interesting areas. Well, like that's a useful thing for, for a lot of performers, not just yeah. in the circus yeah, field, no, everyone. No, I've, I've definitely found it very useful, like, Marketing, how do you kind of reach out to producers? Mm, how do you yeah. market yourself on social media, which is becoming really kind of important yes, as of an course. acrobat these days. Mm, great. So that's all part of the program? Yeah, it's all yeah. part of the program. Naka does a really good job just kind of presenting not just the physical, but a lot of really good theory work as yes. well. Mm, and that's so important because it's it's all well and good to turn out yeah. an amazing specialist in their field, but if you cannot, as you say, you've got to be able to liaise and co- connect with yeah. promoters oh, and yeah. media and everything, mm. yeah. uh, you really need all of that as well. Oh, absolutely. It's, I always forget, but it's not. It's show business. It's not just show. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, show business. There's no business like it. And so exciting. What about um, what about diet and oh. exercise? I mean, as exercising, I guess you're working. You you yeah. work out as part of the show. But what about diet? Is, is there a, a, a strong emphasis on eating properly? Uh, yeah, we had we had a, we had a sports nutritionist come in uh, in first year, and they kind of gave us a talk, which is useful. But yeah, it, you got to eat a lot. I eat so much. I'm you burn it off. To. You get those <laughs> calories you in. Burn it. You burn through it there. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Griffin, speaking of food, <laughs> I hear you are a lover of fine cuisine such as boiled <laughs> eggs and cans of baked beans. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's high protein. I'm a nutritionist. so <laughs> I'm no, gonna, Nothing wrong with nothing the humble egg those. or baked beans. Exactly. I love those as, as energy sources, that's for sure. Um, and muscle you, building. You have been described as a human golden retriever. Oh, gosh, yeah. Does oh, that mean you eat anything? What does that mean? It means adjustment yeah, when you retire. Diet, <laughs> Sorry? Just, uh, yeah, definitely the diet. Like, I, I'll eat anything. But I think, I, I think I'm, I'm, people say I'm quite excitable and, like, friendly and happy-go-lucky, like a golden <laughs> retriever, which I think there's worse things to be. Oh, they're the best girls. Yeah, we had OE. Uh, for about 15 years, she was the most oh, amazing. Lovely. The Golden Retrievers are delightful. So, Trustworthy, loyal, yeah. smart. always happy. And very smart. Yes, yeah. so there you go. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice attributes to align That's yourself excellent. with. <laughs> now, it is, yeah, there you go. Compliments everywhere That's on this show. Right. Um, the other thing I want to mention, uh, Griffin, is this is a quote from James Brown, the hair 
Head of Circus Studies at NICA, and I think this is about your cohort and this program, I do believe. These students have sold out shows throughout their time at NICA, repeatedly demonstrating the versatility of their talents across theatrical, comedy, dance, sophistication and contemporary circus. Our industry is about to receive a wave of go-getters. Yay. Mm. Not a bad review, huh? Yeah, nice review. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. You can accept that on behalf yes. of your whole company. Oh, on display I'm very soon. <laughs> I'm just one person, but it's I'm honestly I'm so proud and lucky to have been part. I think of this year in particular, like I I really enjoy working with everyone. I think everyone's so talented. I think there's a we all have such great potential, and I think we we might probably we're going to shake up the industry when we graduate because I think everyone just works so hard and has so much to offer that I'm really looking forward to seeing where we all go in the next five years. Mm. That's very exciting. It's it's fantastic. And I was going to say, Griffin, I guess uh, in a course like yours, it's really important that they all get along well and trust each other. I mean, it's not just like (laughs) rocking up to the, you know, um, your your arts lecture, you know, whatever, your law lecture and um, sitting next to someone you don't particularly like, but you've got to, literally, your your lives are in each other's hands, Mm. aren't they, sometimes? Yeah, yeah. When someone's got to climb on your shoulders for all of that, uh, you've got to kind of, want them to be there in some way yeah. <laughs> not, not mine that they've got smelly feet <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, a lot of tolerance then. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. It just—it sounds so exciting, and we're really, really pleased for you and um, all all your colleagues and everyone involved in, and of course, bringing this production. Um, yeah, nice. Some of the details. L- let's just jump into those bookings. Yeah. They can go. People can go straight to Nica N I C A dot com dot au. So everything will be be there but a quick little preview around tickets they cost from $18 to $40 and there's a discount for groups and families and some concessions so it's really really very affordable Um, the duration 100 and people like to know this 110 minutes with a 20 minute interval it's Love a bit an interval. Yeah, yes. you get a bit of a break. Yes. yes. And you probably need one as well. Yes, <laughs> I think so. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. And the venue is, of course, at the uh, Nikers National Circus Centre, uh, 39 to 59 Green Street in Paran. And running from Thursday the 29th of November to the 2nd of December. Beautiful. Get on down. Yeah, nice Christmas event. Yeah, <laughs> as well. You know, if you're in an organisation or a small group, something nice to do, something different to do yes. for your Christmas event as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely wonderful. It's been great speaking with you, oh, Griffin. You. It's been really lovely. Thank you so really much. Lovely. And all the best to you and everyone involved. Oh, thank you. I'll pass that on. Yeah. Please. Break a leg metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take good care. Thanks so much. All right. Bye. 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 Bye, Griffin. Bye-bye. Bye. She said big jet plane. Some people might be going on a big jet plane mm. soon mm. for little holidays. Yes. Um, that was Trinix and Queen D. And before that, of course, we heard from Amy Shark with Sway My Way. Great song. 28 minutes to 6 o'clock here on Big Life Conversation. With you to 6. We've been talking a little bit about celebrations and uh, the festive season, which officially starts on the 1st of December, everybody. Yeah. yeah. yeah so like just not on the 20th. Get that memo. Anyway. Um, and so that's when you can get all silly for the silly season. But uh, I read a little article this morning, and it wasn't a shovel article. It was quite serious. <laughs> but it was something reporting about 
uh, office Christmas parties oh, was the theme so. and how they can sometimes go a little bit the wrong way. You know, mm. people doing things with the photocopiers that they shouldn't Ooh. be and oh, all sorts of things, a little bit too much lubrication mm. and you never know what can happen. Mm. But um, so, you know, it's interesting to think about uh, what what's the nature of office parties at the moment in yeah. organisations? I don't well, really know. No. I mean, COVID coming back again too. I don't know if that's going to present yeah. a problem. Well, where I – one of the places I work at um, – well, one of them is my own business. And so I go to my networking events. You know, is that a good a place to work? Well, it's a good place to work. The, the boss is very uh, flexible. Yeah. Um, and also – so for, from that perspective, there's no Christmas party. So I attend usually a networking event and I, I go to the Women of White Horses um, Christmas party because ah. that's a nice thing for me Lovely. to do. Yes. And I catch up with women nice. there and what they're doing because they're also not having – Christmas parties because they run their own business mm. um, and especially if you're a sole trader or a yes. single uh, business owner. Um, however, my, another business that I am part of at the moment um, does Christmas parties a little bit differently and uh, the first um, one that I heard of, they did bowling. So oh, yes. everyone sort of goes very casual and goes and does something a little bit more athletic yeah. um, involved in bowling, something physical. Uh, and uh, I believe this year it's um, a restaurant lunch. So okay, a lunch it, rather than a dinner. Keeping it very simple. Mm, yes. um, it is a lunch, so I'm not sure if it, we're allowed back in the building after the lunch. Oh, that's a point. Um, I don't know if alcohol is <laughs> included because I haven't ever been to a Christmas party with this organisation mm. before. Yeah. Um, but yes, so very simple are these Christmas parties mm. at the moment. Sounds that sounds lovely. Mm. Um, you may recall. Last Christmas, there was a little bit of an article that emerged around the Christmas party of Sky News. <clears throat> oh. True story. Mm-hmm. Um, where a particular, I think it was a radio presenter, I won't say his name, was stood down after allegedly making lewd comments towards oh, yes. a younger female staff. Gosh, that would hardly ever happen, wouldn't it? No, never. Um, Very rare. Said no one ever. Now, the, the, that staff member is now sober, but his oh. old employers aren't taking any chances. Mm. Sky has apparently ditched the Christmas party and will instead host informal office lunches oh, yes. at respective state bureaus, a spokesman said from the network um we we hear that managers are even being discouraged from joining any impromptu kick-ons to the pub triggered by employees just in case anyone ruins christmas again this Mm. year so look it can be a legal minefield for some employers yeah definitely Um, yeah if if untoward things occur um either at the party or after the party yeah um so i think i can understand some people being very nervous about it uh, yeah, and also the old Kris Kringle gift thing is can be a bit of a minefield yeah. too. I don't think that that's oh, happening very much in organisations. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. I mean, a much better idea is surely to make a donation to some sort of charity that everyone agrees well, or, you know, I is happy with. that sounds like a damn good idea. A really yes. nice idea. Really good that's idea. Right. So anyway, it depends. Who knows what people are doing? I don't know. No. Watch this space. I think it's changed a little bit. Yes, right. well, given the cost of living, I think things are being very simple. Yes, mm. things and some organisations are probably still changing things up. Yes, so that's right. Whether the Christmas party is a thing of the past or not, mm. I think a bit of gratitude and appreciation of your staff mm. is always nice. However, Good. that may yeah, look whatever or be time of year that might be. Yeah, that's right. um, End of yeah. financial year, mate. Uh, to make sure, ensure that people feel valued before they that's head true. off. It's, it's certainly changed a lot since the 80s and the 90s when mm. I was a young 
person, yes. professional. I mean, oh my gosh, that yes. was wild. Yes, I think so. Some things were a little bit over the top. A little bit crazy. It's yeah. A, is Consulting. it time for what gets up my nose? Yeah. Oh, please. Gets Thank up you. My nose. We're talking off here about this. What gets up my nose? Well, certainly at the moment, something that comes to mind is um, mm. my doctor, whom I uh, have a lot of respect for, uh, but the clinic that she is involved with um, is no longer running telehealth appointments, which I found quite bizarre. I mean, of course, one of the one of the few uh, good things about COVID, I guess, was that we could actually have these telehealth consultancies and in terms of uh, keeping people safer, supposedly. And uh, they weren't supposed to be a total um, replacement of the face-to-face consultation. But for somebody like me, it's mainly just a, it's a prescription um, for my asthma medication. I don't need to go down there. I don't need to, to um, just have a quick chat to her over the phone. But I was told um, just a couple of weeks ago, I just rang up to get a script filled, and I said, oh, no, we don't, we're not doing that anymore. I said, what? Uh, I said, oh, when was the last time you had a script filled? And I mentioned it was September or something uh, before I went away. And they said, no, no, um, no, we're no longer doing telehealth appointments and you're going to have to come in person. I said, really? I said, well, I would have appreciated a bit of notice because I'm running low on my medication, actually. And I was, wasn't expecting it to be, you know, no, no, no longer a goer. So anyway, I finally, I did get to see the doctor. But of course, inevitably, you're waiting around, you're waiting around. They run over time. And finally, I was actually getting worried because I had to go back to work from home. I said, is the doctor going to be much longer? I've been in one here for quite some time. And then... Lo and behold, um, she appeared and, and called me through, realising that I was only going to take a couple of minutes because I just needed a script filled. Um, but um, other other friends of mine have told me, no, my doctor's still uh, still encouraging telehealth, yeah. so and other clinics are too. Yes, so. yeah, they they're are. still. Mm. They're still. So I don't know whether what's going on here because we're told that doctors are flat to the boards oh, and it's a real crisis. Yeah. In so why would you why would you get rid of something that helped you know that, avoid uh, that? Yeah. yeah, I don't. I, understand. I don't know. That's really mm. interesting. That gets at my nose. It's a story that's got a long way to run, I think. I think yes. so. Yes. There's some new e-scripts around as well, too, that you yes. can ask your doctor to participate in. Right. And, that, um, my doctor does that. And is it's there a, a charge really for that? It's yeah. a really great way mm. to, to do it. Really? And uh, you can just get it online. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go ahead. Or if you've got a Very pharmacist that knows that you have a regular script, okay. and even if you're out, that they know that it's a regular script, like mm-hmm. we have in our household, um, there, they write a, a, a caveat letter to who normally provides that script okay. to say that it's been um, released and that the script will follow. Right, and so there that. are ways. Um, I was to do that. That, that. There is a cost to some of those there, things. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, anyway, so thank you for that. Um, what makes my day, though, however, is. You know when you've ever had the, the, the situation where you're dying to get hold of a particular book and you can't find it anywhere, you don't, you can't get it at the library or you, you want to actually get your own copy of it? Anyway, this is something that happened to me just yesterday um, because it's just on the back of um, a fantastic exhibition that's on at the moment at Heidi Gallery of Art, a photographic exhibition by um, the brilliant Lee Miller, who was an amazing person. Um, yes. And uh, she started out life, well, she's American-born, um, anyway, and her son has written a book called The Lives of Lee Miller because she certainly packed a lot in. She was a very covered girl in the 1920s in New York before embracing Paris photography and surrealism and then dramatically changed her life yet again, reinventing herself as a war correspondent, notably covering the liberation of Dachau. But the, the, and these are just some of the um, um, amazing um, events in her life. But this book that I wanted to get hold of, The Lives of Lee Miller, written by her son, Anthony Penrose, um, it was really hard to get hold of um, because, of course, the exhibition is on at the moment. And I was ringing around and uh, they told me the, the, the Heidi at the shop there that sorry we saw our last copy today 
Um, but there's a, there's a beautiful photographic book um, actually featuring her photos, which is a lot more expensive than the book of her life. Anyway, I managed to get a hold of one. The last copy left at the National Gallery of Victoria Shop oh, yesterday. Wow. So that, you know, that, you know, that was a, uh, you know, a feeling of um, relief and triumph. And I must admit, the National Gallery, much as we love the, the gallery, I'm not so happy about the gallery shop. Uh, when I asked for my seniors oh. discount, I'm told we'd have a seniors discount, but only on a Wednesday. And I can't <gasps> inform the young fellow. Well, I'm a senior every day of the week now. Only a senior on a Wednesday. I think that seems bizarre to me. He's a sweet kid and he's not myself a young lad. And he put the book aside for me earlier. And he said, listen, this book, it's the last copy. But there's just a slight little mark on the cover, so I'll give you a discount anyway. Only on a Wednesday. But isn't that strange? Anyway, so the lives of Lee Miller. um, And I'm just starting to read it and um, hoping to get along to the exhibition. And it's an amazing story. And not only this book is, is out and a book of her photos but guess who's involved in a film which is just going to be released shortly about her life it's, oh, she's also producing it Kate Winslet the film oh. is just called Lee so watch this space guys because I think it's going to be a fantastic film and it's certainly a um, brilliant subject material subject matter and so. Kate's amazing yes Got lots of skills up her sleeve mm. as well exactly that wow great. Oh, beautiful okay. thanks Barbara thank That's you lovely so, what gets up my nose? Uh, well, I also had a, because I know we we're speaking off air about medical um, places and mm. had to book a specialist appointment only today to find that, well, over the past few days I've been trying to get through on their reception line. And so it rings and rings uh-huh. and rings and then it rings out, but there's no message bank. So you can't say that you've been trying to call to get in. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, there is an email address there. I'm trying to do something efficient, picking up the phone. And I know that's a novel and new idea (laughs) for for many of us out there. So I thought I'd, I'd send the email and click and put the um, referral letter, took a photo of the referral letter, added that to the email, sent it off, and then, lo and behold, the phone rang. Um, <gasps> so interesting how things work. Yes, isn't uh, it? Getting around said, oh, it. I haven't been able to get through. Oh, well, you know, we've been busy. Well, shouldn't there be a queue? Backup or system of some sort. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Impacted by Optus, I don't know. <laughs> um, but just, you know, something that, that – is needing to be very timely. I mean, you know, yeah, you should course. have a protocol for that. Um, so, yes, I guess what makes my day is there are other forms of communication, but mm. what's happening with the phone nowadays? No one yes. wants to use it. No, well, it's it's obviously it's very like old this school thing. and we yes. don't use the phone. Yes. Sorry, In fact, I'm when I've had school. to call, you know, different cert, like telcos or banks or whatever, the uh, insurance companies, the first thing you hear when you call the you number is that us. we've got an app. Why don't you go to that? Yes. So much better. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, speak to a human. Do, really. yeah. Code for we do not want to talk <laughs> no. to you. We are not talking. We haven't got the staff, and no. so we're not doing it. Um, and or either that, or you get um, you, you get you get put on hold, and Forever. the, the oh, little no. voiceover comes. It doesn't matter if you start at eight thirty when they open. We're experiencing a high volume of calls oh, at the yeah. moment. Yeah. No, Number you're not. You've just opened the shop. Come on. In the queue. <laughs> so anyway, that's not what gets up. That is that does get up my yes. nose, but that not today. I've yes. got something else. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Me. So what I want to know is where have all the bricks and mortar banks gone? Where's the yeah, bank? Where the bank? Mine's particularly, gone. particularly in the country, but even in the suburbs. Yeah. In the yeah. suburbs, I, I had to. I, look, I love online banking, and I do that all the time. But sometimes 
i.e. when you need to get cash out. Yes. What is that? No cash. I know, that I know it's that strange. I know it's old school. Stuff. It's old fashioned. But sometimes you might need a bit of cash. You can't get that through your computer. And okay. then, so I've had nice to though, this week. It'd be good if you could. Are you so, well, yeah. Someone should invent that. But I've had to go searching suburbs near me that have a bank. bank. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Are so there many left now? No. There's not. Banks might be, you know, the community bank is not doing too bad. What about the old ATMs? But they no, replaced them as well. Are gone as well. Really? Yeah, yeah, you just can't. And so, so we're you need to, to actually. But mm. the other thing is, the other this is part B of my what gets up gone. my nose is, and it relates to banks. But I received a check for a refund from an insurance company, mm. and it's a check. Yeah, Why are you sending that? me a check? Yeah, and they and they're, they're on the way. It's out like too, giving you a tape. Like a, it, like a, a cassette, a cassette tape for your <laughs> to put in your car. Like that's how just, old that is. And I reckon they do it because you, I've got. I reckon there's so many I haven't cashed over yeah, the years. I reckon they're um, that. But anyway, don't send us a check because mm. I had to go to a bank. Mm. And, and remember, if you, you do send one? a check, don't forget there is usually a time that I think is after if you don't cash in within six months, it's yeah, null and void. That's right. Yes. So, so yeah, um, and when I did find a bank this morning, uh, there was a queue. Oh, I don't know. There were probably eight people in front of me two tellers and right, and often feet. these transactions w- often take a long time people yes. are there for sort of more complex mm, things that's right mm-hmm. so just wasted 45 minutes yeah, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly all right what makes my day yes free audio books <gasps> god i'm loving Love it them. oh right oh, on online Kindle, yeah on spotify what oh, so, uh, okay. uh, did on yeah. something. Yes. That, on something. Yes, uh, something. You can play music through. Yeah. And they're great. And because I travel a lot, yes. uh, you get, there's such a wide variety and you can listen to them and they're fantastic. And podcasts as well. Oh, podcasts. Yes, I love yes. a potty. And you know, do you also note that we have a podcast ah, of yes. our show. Sorry, just a little gratuitous segue. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you click on the first post in our Facebook page, it will take you to acast.com, which is where all of our podcasts are stored um, of the shows that we record. And if you miss anything today and you would like to hear it again, um, when I like our remember to segment. press the button <laughs> on the record facility to do so, um, you will get a podcast uh, usually that <laughs> evening. So um, we great just to edit remind out our little tunes. You can't hear our tunes. It's a bit no, proprietary around tunes, that. But, but you'll get our show. Brilliant. Our you can hear our yes. um, Thirteen minutes to six. Big live conversation. A little bit of Teskey Brothers there with I'm Leaving. We're leaving soon in about nine minutes' time. But before that, on Big Life Conversation, uh, Nicole and Barbara have got a few little things they'd like to share. Uh, Nicole? Oh, just a little myth. A little um, myth. A myth A little buster. myth, and it's around <laughs> weight and weight loss. And I know many of us might go, oh, you know, if I could just lose a little bit of weight around my middle mm. or just this little bit on my bottom and, you know, that, um, <laughs> you know, there's this little bit all the back of my arms, um, my touch just, shop lady arm. Yes. <laughs> and thinking that, that you can actually just target mm. weight loss. Yeah. Um, well, wrong. You cannot Sorry. target 
certain spaces on the body. <laughs> Unfortunately, your wonderful genetics um, lay out just exactly where all your fat cells are, and we only have a finite amount of fat cells, and they expand and contract, um, and we either expand them or contract them together. Uh-huh. So um, our genes really responsible for that. Our gender, of course, um, where we put that fat is different for everyone, and also the ageing process when we have changes in muscle mass also change that as well um postmenopausal women change and middle-aged men more visceral fat is extended it doesn't mean we get more fat cells just we have less tone and um, those fat cells tend to increase if we're not reducing our calories as well um so a little bit of a, a myth there if you're thinking of you know, you might be scrolling through the socials and it's saying, you know, you can do this exercise and it'll help you here. Well, it might help tone up there, <laughs> but our fat is metabolized um, altogether and um, it is stored altogether um, and it's all released into our bloodstream and transported to the tissues together. So mm. the, the key to having um, a muscular body is usually low body fat and that has to be done in a holistic way. Yeah. So just a little myth bust. Yes, good point there. My mum always used to say, if I could just get a, a rid of this fat around the hips, just, this, just, just a, a bit, bit around yes, the hips, yes, and you know, like, oh, my life would be so much better. It'd be so yes. much better. <laughs> yes. And then you go and watch that show, Botch, and you think, good grief. <gasps> well, Some yes. people have mental health issues, well, you obviously. you can do it, that, like, ex- except for surgery. Yes. And surgery does, you know, liposuction, you can have that in a specific area. What that then means if you do gain weight is you gain it everywhere else oh, yes. except for that area yeah. so people who then go back <laughs> and don't change their eating all of a sudden oh, find dear. that their necks get fat or oh, their ankles get you know in places that they wouldn't normally store fat because there's no more fat cells there anymore yes oh. so mm. it's a little wow. bit you know get a bit of a strange body shape indeed thank you nicole mm. we were talking off air sorry have you finished with that yes, yes so we were talking off air um, about a really great series which is actually a few years old now i think it was 2017 but it's screening on uh, streaming on netflix now and it's one of those ones you can get you in it's uh, eight episodes long um and it's created by um jeff cohen ryan murphy michael zam and john robin bates and it's the story of the well-known story of um the, the rather bitter rivalry between actresses Joan Crawford and Bette, or Betty Davis. I'm never quite sure how to pronounce it, mm. but anyway. Um, and this essentially takes place around the time when they were making uh, the film um, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. If you've ever, if you've ever seen that gothic horror uh, film, you can understand that there was some pretty terrible... Um, Terrible scenes going on. Again, a relationship about two sisters, a very dysfunctional relationship um, about two sisters who had been um, actresses. Um, but what was going on behind the scenes when, this, when, that, when that film was being made was also pretty scary too. But um, some wonderful performances from um, uh, um, Jessica Lang as Joan Crawford and uh, and Susan Tarrant as Betty Davis. And then our own Judy Davis turns up um, as Heather Hopper, that obnoxious and rather notorious um film gossip columnist and I didn't know this but apparently Hedda who was responsible for Destroy which she made quite a few careers um, in her day but she also destroyed a lot particularly during the anti-communism paranoia that was going on um, over time and she um, she was really quite a nasty piece of work it would seem um, but apparently she was a, a failed actress herself she wanted to be an actress and she never became which I thought might account for a lot of her vitriol actually um, aimed at certain actors and actresses oh. over time um, you know so that was, and it was a great great portrait of, um, of 
her. Mm-hmm. Sandy Tucci plays Jack Warner, uh, of course, the film exec. Uh, Alfred Molina is um, Robert Aldrich, the um, the film director. Anyway, there's, there's some um, and some nice little cameos from Catherine Zeta Jones as Olivia de Havilland mm. and Catherine Bates uh, as Joan Blondell. Anyway, there's some. Anyway, it's it's uh, if you're interested in movies, I know we all are, and and, and that yeah. sort of so called golden era. I think uh, you'll really enjoy it. and some stunning costumes as well, and the music, the soundtrack is great. Uh, they could have they could have actually, of course, as we said, like, like with all of these series, it didn't have to be eight episodes long. They could have made a, a, a film out of it. But anyway, it'll get you in if you're interested in that kind of thing, and, and even if you're not, you might you might find it quite entertaining. Oh, that sounds great, Barbara. Mm. I love I think it. That people enjoy. We'll it. check that out. Mm. It's, it, they get you in those series. They do. They so do. That's oh huge. my god! Do indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. I have one little last little piece, which is um, before we wrap up, is mm. a uh, a recipe for some evening dinner. If you're looking for something quick, a bit of a late spring flavour. Thinking about all things frittata. Um, so if you like broccoli. And you perhaps would like a little bit of pancetta in there, optional, extra. If you're pescatarian or, or vegetarian, you can leave that out. Um, and the recipe is on our uh, Facebook page if you'd like to. It's a care of delicious. So Ooh. a really nice, beautiful looking um, recipe for your dinner. And I haven't done a recipe for a while on our Facebook page. So there's one waiting for you. There you go. Thank you. Could I quickly mention um, our last concert for the year at the Monastery University Performing Arts Centre, Arcadia Wins, um, on this uh, Friday the 24th of November, 7.30pm. And they're trailblazers for Australian wind music and uh, they formed in 2013 at the Australian National Academy of Music and they're known for their energetic, joyful and spontaneous performances. Uh, so if you want to go and check that out, um, get onto the Monash University website, Arcadia Wins. Beautiful. Um, thank you, Barbara. And and just a very quick thank you to our two guests today. Uh, we spoke with Kaylee Moore, the producer of A Celtic Christmas. Sounds like a blast. All the details mm. on our Facebook page mm-hmm. as well. And uh, then one of the graduates of the National Institute of Circus Arts, Griffin Hooper, spoke with us about an incredible graduate showcase uh, program that is called On Off and it's on from November the 29th to December the 2nd in Paran at the uh, NICA Institute Centre there. So a couple of great things there. All those details on our Facebook page. Uh, Stay with us because we are going to hand over to the wonderful people from Your Planet Need You right after the 6 o'clock news and uh, we will be back next week. Have a great week, everyone. Mystery guest. Thanks for listening. We love a mystery guest. We do indeed. (laughs) Thanks. Bye for now. Ciao. Bye, everyone.